Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show. My name is Michael Humblet, and in this show today, we're going to talk about thought leadership and especially video thought leadership. So I've invited a good friend of mine called Ken de Kort. I'm going to introduce you, my friend. Let's see if, how this goes. Okay. He used to be a famous, famous uh, star on television when he was really, really young, really green behind the no, ears. We go way back. We, yeah, we go way back. And then actually he started, I worked with him on several videos and I was so impressed that eventually we started a company together. Now, that's not the goal of this podcast today. I really want to talk about thought leadership. I want to talk about use case. I want to talk about video. I want to talk about tips and tricks. I want to talk about like how on earth do you scale your business? Now, let's, let's go to the first thing. I'm a large corporate mm -hmm. and I want to make a movie. And every single time I see the same thing happening, it is... The typical the company. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. CEO, drone shot, go down, CEO into the building, We've been existing for 20 years, you know, with a tie. So tell me, should you do that? Uh, no, the answer is a big fat no. Um, why? It's actually every time we come in, and especially with the large corporates, it's a general idea uh, that corporate movie will drive leads, will uh, change the way they do marketing and business, but it's not. But the reality is nobody gives a fuck. Exactly, exactly. Um, because a corporate movie... Um, it's typically about us, what we're doing, how good we are, how long we exist. And the challenge, and especially with the changing way of doing sales and marketing, is that you talk about them, the people um, that are your target audience. And that's the reason why I don't believe in a corporate movie. You can explain your, um, your services, your core benefits, but not in a typical corporate movie. Yeah. I also think it's because the boss is paying, it should be about the boss, that kind of, that kind of approach. Well, the larger corporates you have, the more it can uh, cure that uh, yeah, it's about boss types and C-level profiles. Yeah, that's true. So, so uh, what should they do then? Well, um, there's a concept called thought leadership that you already uh, introduced. And basically, it's about providing value around the topics that people search for. So, for example, I'm interested in, uh, let's say, interim management. I search for how can I be an interim manager? What are the benefits of doing interim management jobs? Then the thought leadership process is actually when I search for that topic, the company needs to be there. So that's, that's the most important thing. And it's by providing value around the topics that people search for. So I understand the corporate movie for employer branding, which we are not touching upon today because I think it's a completely separate topic. And honestly, I'm not an expert in it, so I don't want to go there. Um, how long should the movie be? Well, um, it's not an answer that I say, okay, it needs to be two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. It really depends on the stage your prospect or your buyer is in. So for example, I don't know anything about you. If you show me a video of 20 minutes, I probably won't watch it because who are you? I don't trust you. Uh, what's it all about? So when you're targeting people who are early in the buyer stage or the prospect phase, it needs to be like one minute, two minute, two minute and a half max. And we go deeper into the at a typical marketing funnel. Then you can start creating content that is 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Really depends. So let's let's so that's a large corp. So let's let's jump to scale up startups, that kind of. So I'm I'm starting with this, I'm looking at video. I think video is expensive. Classic one, I always have to say no, it's not expensive because you gotta think in batch, you gotta mm -hmm. take a lot of movies in one day. So what what should a scale up do or startup? What should they start doing? 
Um, when you're a, a smaller company, there are two things I would advise. One is uh, the quality of smartphones and, and um, let's say um, smaller cameras is increasing. It's 4K, even 5K, 6K. Uh, that's of course not the only thing, but you can do a lot on yourself. Go to a workshop, um, learn it through YouTube and start producing those batch videos yourself. Yeah, but I'll immediately make a big comment there. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of companies and I tell them that's what you just said. That's what I would tell them. Mm -hmm. I've changed my mind because I believe okay. that a lot of these CEOs and the really good experts, they're always very busy and they, they want to be, I don't know how you translate this thing, the worried. It's not a real word. Mm -hmm. They want to be helped. You gotta, you gotta facilitate their lives. So I, I am actually getting to a different opinion is either go to a freelance or go to a company and just ask them to organize a day. True. But it's more expensive. But I mean, I've seen people struggle with edits. Oh my God, right? And then they go to Fiverr and I mean, it's just one big mess. They'll get disappointed and it becomes expensive. So I wouldn't do that. True, it's, it's a creative world. So that's, that's the difficult thing of it all. Uh, but indeed, there are a lot of levels of expertise and, and professionalism. Uh, but yeah, either way, if you're a smaller company and you don't have the budget, I still recommend doing it yourself. But indeed, if you're a bit uh, larger, uh, people want to be helped and, and let me give you one remark. It's not only about the technical part of video because for me in a few years technical video up to a certain level will be a commodity. Mm -hmm. Everyone is possible to shoot with an iPhone uh, content that is really nice to look at. Um, the big thing is everyone wants to create content but who's going to be in front of the camera? And that's also a big part of shooting. Who video. wants to be in front of the camera? Who wants to be in front of the camera? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because even with C-level profile CEOs, they're quite, they're, they're very comfortable talking in front of, in front of large audiences. But what really stands out is that when we start shooting video with them, they freeze. They don't know what to say. They're not capable of explaining what they really want to say. It's, it's weird because you can do it in as many takes as possible. And any advice on that? Um, yeah, media training. Uh, and, the, the, the most basic advice is do it as often as possible because you learn by doing. It's, it's easy, but it's true. Yeah. So if we look into content, uh, you know, you have all the Google theory, the YouTube theories about content. So you have help hygiene, hero movie content and all of that. Let's exactly. not go there. The, the question I always have is then where should they start? Because you can start shooting all over the place. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most cost effective most impactful way if you have to start somewhere? Would you go for the hero movie, the more expensive, you know, with the script, the, the very nice, like, like mine, the truth behind sales, which can made by the way, uh, or, or do you go for, do you go for like uh, the dictionary or do you go for the three minute video that explains shizzles? What would you advise? Yeah, I would say start with the batch production because when you're- But of what? Batch production of, um, the smaller videos where you explain uh, industry trends, uh, how people can improve themselves around your topic, uh, what are the benefits. So really not about your service itself, but everything around it. People uh, are searching for certain problems and they might be different than what you think. We did a beautiful experiment on my YouTube where I was targeting sales directors and my idea was always when you go to sales directors, they, they have three things on their mind is you got to talk about commission, you got to talk about forecast, 
Mm-hmm. You got to talk about, I mean, lots of things. And then at a certain stage, I thought, oh, we got to talk about sales presentation. So I made all these little movies, three minute explainers, very basic stuff, actually, put it on YouTube. And the one thing that I realized is that the most views I have on the sales presentation. So what I perceived as the problem up front, and it's funny because I ask it to audience, what's the problem of a sales director? And everybody's wrong, by the way. Mm-hmm. So what we perceive as, as the main problem is in reality not always the main problem. So I, I agree, I would, I would do the three minute videos around a market trend or a question people ask you and then see what happens. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting one because indeed people often don't know what they want. It's a typical Apple example who needed an iPad, but now everyone has an iPad, you see? Um, so it's important that you first go out and try things. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing a hero movie around a certain topic, you, you spend 3000 euros on a high quality movie. That's really great. But if there's like no search, search volume on it, that's a waste of money and time. Yeah. So that's the reason why I so, say batch production. So the one thing when I always look at marketing, I always go to, you got to split it in two. Mm-hmm. You have a content piece, which is stuff to keep producing, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the batch approach. But you also, if you really want to win, you have a distribution side, which is then you get quickly get into technical marketing and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same with sales. It's tough if you start phoning around and, and people don't know you. I think you basically got to have, you got to build rhythm. But that's, that's the interesting thing. And I think it's, an, it's a nice question or a nice remark is I often hear people say, wow, this is more difficult than I expect. And they start uh, coming up with these excuses to not shoot video. Yeah, I'm not in good in front of the camera. It's a bit too much work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, of course, but that's the reason why you should do it. Because not a lot of people have the, the, the capability or the strength yeah. to continue doing it. It's like the strategy of look for the tough stuff. And if you do the, the difficult things, then you can win because your competitor is not looking at yeah. it. So if your competitor is not yet doing video, you got to win by doing the 15 videos a, a day. And Yeah, I remember, I remember yeah, you in the introduction, you said I was uh, actually the thought leader avant la lettre. Uh, uh, thought leadership was not a term, influencer marketing was not a, a term that was coined yet. Um, but what I did is every week, uh, I spent my weekends, I spent full days recording videos with a crew that just followed me uh, in Antwerp, in Brussels, in France. And we just kept on shooting video. And in the beginning, there were like 50 views, 100 views, up to a sort, certain point. I think it was after two and a half years, there was a peak that I had 30 up to 50,000 views a video. But it was a big process and people started noticing the latest videos and then they went back. And you also get better, right? In the latest videos, it it looked when you do something more, it looks very slick. It's like when I do these presentations on stage, it's like, I've been, I've done them a hundred times. You kind of get the the trick how to play the audience and you you really learn also on YouTube. I've seen, I started speaking more slogan-esque because you, you, you only have two, three minutes so if you want to get your message across, across properly, you, you have to really phrase things in a different way and be a bit more polarizing. And I, I think it's just doing it a lot. Exactly. So if you want some advice, so what I do is I do a lot of these, uh, when, I, when I make my slides, I go on stage, I do my presentations. And basically when I make the three minute videos, it's basically one slide mm-hmm. that I'll be explaining a bit in detail. And then if you want to make it very tangible, that's something I like to say, don't do only theory, say, yeah, well, you have a model to do one, two, three. Let me give you an example. And then you make it very tangible. And, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I hate it when I see this. 
yeah, the three strategies, you have to have focus. Yeah. What does it mean for God's sake, focus, right? Exactly. It's been, I mean, I have chaos in my companies. Teach me how to do it. Teach me how. Yeah. So I think it's two things you got to focus on. On the whole, this thought leadership, I think it's inspiration and education. Yeah. And don't even mention yourself. That would be the key for me. Yeah, it's, it's not about selling. Actually, with video, I always advise not to sell. Um, there are only a few occasions where you're really funneling content, use video in a mailing sequence, for example, yeah. that you really can say, okay, this is our product, buy it. But like 90% of the videos we create are not about selling. It's yeah. about knowledge and sharing value. Yeah, yeah. And all the side effects of SEO, you can get a benefit course, from the keywords, right? That's because one of the things I had to learn is that I had to change my titles afterwards mm. and figure out like what's the really good title that people attract and then the thumbnail and I mean it's fun I, I like it because I always wanted to make stuff and then suddenly you you a movie something very yeah you make something because I mean consulting oh here is a sales strategy blah 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 you know here is a movie and yeah that's why I probably keep doing it and it's it's fun if you see the impact of that especially when you see shoot with b2b and with companies who are not really into the movie scene and afterwards they see like screenshots or videos about themselves it's like wow we're in a real movie yeah. um, and they yeah. start sharing it themselves yeah. uh, another benefit if when uh, when you start shooting video and you um, also ask clients or potential partners to come in is that a lot of business is being done on set I remember when we were uh, shooting with a large corporate, we were interviewing their biggest client, which was another large corporate. And at a certain stage, we, we were shooting a whole day with two C-level profiles. And they started talking with each other, why are we not doing business together on that specific, in that specific industry? Yeah. And it is because we had like a team building <laughs> between companies that there was a new conversation that started. Yeah. And that's something we see often. It's not only about the video, it's really an experience and a bonding that you do with your client. Well, one of the side effects I had when I started asking experts mm -hmm. and just ask them questions, they would actually ask funnily, not before, but after. They like, what exactly do you do, Michael? <laughs> I could use you. Very weird because yeah. I, that was never the goal and never the intention. So I'm not really pushing any of that because I want the show mm -hmm. to be neutral and I really want to ask difficult questions sometimes. But I think it's, it's a great way not only doing the use case, but just getting experts, right? Yeah. And then honestly, from a sales point of view, benefit from the network. And then one, I had a very painful lesson. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that whatever you do there, whatever thumbnail, whatever picture you provide them, they look good. Mm -hmm. Because I once made a really bad looking thumbnail. I thought it was funny, mm -hmm. but the expert didn't share it, didn't do anything with it. And I really felt it in the, in the of course, they, I mean, it's normal. Vanity is my favorite sin. I'm the same guy. And then I started to become more and more difficult on it because it's your branding, right? It's your face. Okay, so before we wrap up, any final advice you say, gotta do that? Um, I think uh, a big piece of advice is marketing is changing. Uh, I went to the US and they're much, of course, they're much further um, ahead of us. But uh, the typical, we write a blog, we produce a podcast separately, and then we might do some video, it's, it's gone. Um, if you want to win, you need to produce one volume, uh, and two, you need to really listen to what people are uh, saying or responding onto your videos, and then shoot again. So it's really, it's a production That's machine that you need to build. Process. Yeah, it's not about a one-way stream, push your content out, it's about building a conversation through video. So for example, on LinkedIn, if there's a lot of reaction on a certain video you produced, 
um, mention it in the next video. Oh, there were a lot of salespeople who seemed to be interested in this topic. So for you guys, I'm talking about this topic specifically today. So go back, iterate, tune. Exactly. It's not a one-way stream. No. Fully agree. Thanks for joining the podcast, Ken. Uh, if, if you guys have questions, just ask them. We will answer. Uh, I will make sure that Ken answers the questions and hope to catch you next time. See you soon. Thank you very much. Bye.